Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Do you need help getting unstuck with your writing? Kirsty Call is a therapist-trained life coach who will help you get the drama out of your life and onto the page. Visit kirstencall.com to register for a free consultation today. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com to register today. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirstie. Did you ever dress up your pets when you were a kid? No, no, no. No? I did not, I did not dress up my pets. Uh, I had a bird, so that would have been really hard. He was a yeah, parakeet totally. named Pretty Boy. And we had a Persian cat who had, like, more hair than I do. His wow. name yes. <laughs> It was very hairy, shed all over the place. Um, we loved him dearly. His name was Petals. Oh, I love Petals. those names. <laughs> so I used to put my cat in dresses all the time and also my little brother. I yes. called him Prince Davy when I'd put him in little dresses. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Prince Davy. Shout out to Prince Davy. <laughs> well, it sounds like you and Edith Head have a lot in common, which is perfect because today's book is Dressing Up the Stars, the story of movie costume designer Edith Head, written by Gene Walker Harvey and illustrated by Diana Toledano. This biography makes me want to lose the leggings that have become a pandemic staple in my wardrobe Goodness. and dress to the nines, like maybe for one day. I'll do that for one day. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So we are super excited to talk with Jean, Deanna, and their editor, Andrea Welch, about this fashionable book. Let's chat. Jean, we are so excited about this book. It is so beautiful and so well-written, and you have written several biographies, and the subjects include artists and architects. Where did you get the idea for this story about Edith Head? Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting us. Um, I love your podcast. It's amazing. So much great information <laughs> for all of us and great stories. Um, yes. So this book began with the Academy Awards. And I grew up in Southern California and my mom and I would watch the Academy Awards on TV being televised in nearwood, nearby Hollywood. And we would always look for Edith Head because she's so distinctive with her short cut hair, her dark glasses and a stunning glamorous gown that she made. Yes. Of course. Yes. And then she would always be nominated. 35 times she was nominated. And then she Incredible. won 
eight times more than any other female, including actresses. So Amazing. that's where it, it all began. Amazing. That's outstanding. Andrea, what was it about the story that made you want to acquire it? Oh, gosh. There was so much about this story that just grabbed me right away. I've seen other manuscripts by her. I knew she was really talented. And so when I started reading this project, I was just immediately taken by her, you know, wonderful writing and the really sort of captivating voice in which she had told Edith Head's story. Um, and, you know, it was sort of an interesting experience reading it for the first time because, you know, I'll admit, I knew nothing about Edith Head aside from the fact that she was, you know, a famous legendary Hollywood costume designer. But I also knew that kids reading this story would also know nothing about Edith <laughs> Head when they came to it. So what I loved that Jean had done here was that she took, you know, Edith Head's life story, but she's told it in a way that is so relatable to pretty much any anyone. You know, you know, it's a story about a shy little girl who, from the time she was a child, loved being creative and playing dress up, you know, in the fact that she overcame all kinds of obstacles to turn her passion for dress up and costumes and creativity into a lifelong career. You know, that to me was just so universal and so inspiring. And I knew, you know, I had something in my hands that was going to turn into a really wonderful book. And it did. Well, it did indeed. Can yes. you give us a look uh, into what your illustrator selection process was like? Jean, I'm sure remembers, took a bit of time to find the right artist. And it was actually a year from the time that we officially signed up the manuscript to bringing Deanna on board to illustrate. Um, and the book's art director, Lauren Rill and I, we always, you know, from the beginning had this idea of what we wanted the pictures to look like and what we wanted an artist to capture. But despite like so much research that we've done, we just weren't finding the, the perfect person. And then one day, um, out of the blue, Deanna's agent sent me some samples of her work. And Lauren Rill and I were like, oh my God, this is perfect. So, like the work just had the bless, the best blend of kind of like um, you know, dreaminess and edginess that we felt like this book really needed. Um, it just really seemed to match the vibe of the story. The whole team was just beyond thrilled when we sent the manuscript to Deanna and she said yes and joined our team. Oh my goodness. Yay. The illustrations, they are absolutely stunning. Deanna, what made you want to say yes to the project? How could I say no? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that how Andrea was saying that there was like, a vibe that kind of went with my art. So I would read the story and I immediately could see it in my head. Um, so that is usually a big yes. Um, there was no question. I actually say no to a, a lot of manuscripts, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> um, and especially nonfiction. I, I am very selective with nonfiction, but I really, really loved working on this one. Well, That's I think wonderful. We're all really glad that you said yes. It's beautiful. It really is. Jean, speaking of the writing and how how you know Deanna couldn't say no to it. Your writing hits that that sweet spot in narrative biographies where you, you tell Edith's story in such an engaging and interesting way, and you but you're able to like give us the information that a biography needs to deliver. 
can you share with us what's your research process like? What's your what was your writing process like for this story? How did you end up with this beautiful manuscript? It really begins like a mess. So <laughs> um, I would say I'm a treasure hunter as far as I love primary sources, so diaries and journals and letters and what people have written or they've been interviewed. And Edith Head has this great book from 1959 called The Dress Doctor, and it's an autobiography. And once I found out about her childhood and the challenges that she really did um, overcome to become such a, an amazing, famous uh, costume designer, I just thought, this is perfect. But the thing is, Andrea and Deanna made it way beyond anything that I could create on my own. So as Andrea said, I mean, it truly is a team. It is. Collaboration is key. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is what's so fun because I spend so much time by myself. Right. That it's so nice and researching that it's so wonderful to then after all those, I mean, I've, I spent a long time on this book trying to find um, a path and then, I met Andrea actually at a SCBWI conference in LA and we talked about it. So, and then the magic started. I love that. I love mm -hmm. that. So you're right, because when you write biographies, it has to have uh, an end, right? You have to figure out your path for the story. It's not just a dumping of facts. It has to have that narrative um, angle to it. So you say it started as a mess, and I totally understand what you mean by that. I think we all do. (laughs) What would you say, if you had to give a number, how many drafts do you think that you wrote before it was ready to send out? I don't know. 50, 100, (laughs) so so many. Going back to (laughs) that. Yeah. Do you have a specific writing schedule? Oh, I wish I did. Sometimes it can be in the middle of the night that I get up because, you know, our subconscious, mm-hmm. oh, I love that phrasing or yes. I know where, what I need to be emphasizing. And as you said, picture book biographies, there's so much information. I'm always so impressed with people who write picture book biographies because you have to find that connective tissue. And you did mm-hmm. such a fabulous job oh, with that like in the story. Word. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Andrea, so Jean kind of alluded to you helping kind of shape the manuscript a little bit. Can you give us a look into what that editing process was like a little bit? Well, it was really fun. Everything went really smoothly and collaboratively. And I think I think it was the first round of notes I sent to you, which I'd handwritten. And at the top, I wrote like, I am. I really hope you can make sense of this mess of notes. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's just sort of par for the course, you know, when yes. you're tossing around ideas and kind of trying to find your way with a project. But really, I think in the beginning, you know, we kind of focused on drawing out the sort of big picture universal elements of um, Edith's story and how we could kind of use those to create a pathway through the book for readers to follow and connect with, almost like stepping stones, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, simultaneously, we kind of pared down on some of the um, description or maybe some moments that, you know, were interesting, but weren't quite um, bringing the story forward, you know. Um, So it was kind of an interesting balance of like expanding in some ways and contracting in others. Um, And, you know, also, Jean, you said this too, like 
we were very focused on the big picture and like, what's the big story here? But we were also really focused on getting just the right details in there. The book also talks about how when Edith was a little girl, she loved dressing up everyone from her friends to her backyard donkeys to horned toads that she would find in the desert. What adult or kid wouldn't be completely fascinated by that? And the way that Deanna did those pictures was just so great too. Yeah, love them. So yeah, there was, it was kind of an ebb and flow. You know, we would cut some text out and then put it back in. It was really just a very open, airy, flowy collaboration as we all worked together to figure out the, you know, the best way to tell this amazing story. Well, the product is so stunning and beautiful. Such a great collaboration. Deanna, we, as you know, we are totally in love with these illustrations yes. <laughs> and the color palette feels just like the perfect match for the story. And Edith's facial expressions are so expressive and you have these tiny little details like little safety pins and buttons and scraps <laughs> of fabric and, and patterns on the dresses. And it's just lovely. It's lovely. Can you share a little bit about your illustration process for this book? Yeah, of course. I spend a lot of time before I start a project bringing things in. There's a lot of watching movies and just kind of like trying to find elements of sewing and fashion in my life and putting them together. I kind of like started saving up different things and creating. I created all the patterns for the dresses at the beginning. I have a sketchbook that has like all the sketches and all the color palettes. So I just get one big sketchbook that I can make all of my book concept in. So Mm -hmm. all the trials and errors are there. And then once I have something that makes sense, I start sending it over to the art director. So I, I, I kind of like do a lot of work before even starting to work yes. on the book. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It's so fascinating. I, I always love to hear, um, well, I love to hear authors process as well, but not being an illustrator, it's always so fascinating to hear how an illustrator goes about doing their job. Um, do you draw or paint or sketch every day? Do you have a set schedule? Uh, kind of like, like Dean, I wish I also, I have a toddler, um, Hmm. right now. That's enough said. said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's been hard to figure out uh, between pandemic and toddler and uh, trying to get uh, childcare. So my work has been uh, woven in when I can yes, make it makes... happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I do. I I draw. Um, I don't think I said this, but the finals for for the book they uh, they are all in paper. So they are mixed media and paper, and then I do put some things together with Photoshop and kind of more a digital collage, but all the elements are um, made by hand. Beautiful. Can I just ask a follow-up? I know this is a little extra. Um, mm-hmm. How did you go about choosing your color palette? Because I am I just feel like it's so perfect. I, I am in love with it. And I know that might be a little strange to be in love with the color no, palette, it's but wow. it's, I, it just, I think makes such an impression on the book. So how did you land on that color palette? Thank you. So the funny thing is that I get this question a lot because a lot of people seem to like my color choices and 
the funniest thing is that I actually really, really struggle with color, <laughs> which everybody is like, wait, really? And I'm like, yes, that's why maybe I come up with color palettes that might feel a little like thought because I need to really think about it. Because if I just start putting paint on a paper, it's going to go badly. Mm. Like I really need to have it all planned out in terms of color. So I have containers for pencils and I separate them by color. Oh, so when I'm creating a project, I create my own little pots of pencils or markers or anything of the colors that I will use for that project. The rest of my colors, I just put away. So I don't even have the temptation of bringing it in. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I and love that. In particular, um, so Edith wore this black, well, it was like really dark blue glasses and wore only like black clothing, black and white clothing. Um, it felt a little too severe for this book to kind of do it all black. So what I did is it was like black and blues. So I added Mm -hmm. a tiny bit of color that was a very neutral blue so that she would have a little bit more life because she was such a lively person. And so like as Jean says, so strong and like such a personality that I think that needed to show somehow. Um, So then the rest of the colors did disappear to complement that. And since she was living in the desert, um, it just kind of like yellows started popping up at me and these like pinks. And, and so I wanted to have this like cold and warm um, duality in the color palette. Oh, it works so well. It works oh, so well. Beautiful. We have one last question for everyone. We're going to start with you, Andrea. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? The biggest thing for me is that I just hope that young readers will see themselves in Edith. Um, and I really hope that, you know, if they have something that they love doing, that this book will show them that it really is possible to make a really wonderful life out of that. I think that to me is, you know, the most powerful message in the book. Um, you know, along with the message that I think, um, you know, there's great value in being a creative person. Absolutely. Deanna, same question. I love books. I've always loved books. I was a bookworm when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I was just transported somewhere else. And I want the kids to feel like if they need an escape, they have one. Perfect. What about yeah. you, Jean? What do you hope they feel or learn? Maybe be creative, follow your dreams, Let your own star shine, just like Edith Head did. A big thank you to Jean, Deanna, and Andrea for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for dressing up the stars. Check out the show notes to learn more about Jean and Deanna. If you love the show, please consider supporting us through Patreon so we can continue to bring these interviews and more. Link is in the show notes. Don't forget, subscribing to the podcast ensures you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening, and happy looking! Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.